Welcome to the Dr. Katie Show. Free career advice for the people, because everybody deserves a better work experience. Call in to receive free career advice from Dr. Katie Revere, an experienced career coach and organizational psychologist. Dr. Katie has nearly 20 years of corporate business experience across various industries and divisions. She works with individuals, executives, and teams to create innovative, human-centered solutions to improve the workplace experience. Now here's Dr. Katie. Hello, hello, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. We have a super exciting show today. Uh, As you know, this is a show about career advice uh, because I believe that everyone deserves a better work experience. And with a little help from your friend, Dr. Katie, I can uh, help you achieve your goals and, and make the best out of your work experience today. So thanks for listening. We, uh, today we are going to cover a specific topic uh, and the topic is the job interview. So we are going to talk about the job interview because in my coaching practice, uh, this is uh, something, a topic that comes up mostly uh, with every client, if not every other client uh, needs help. How do I prepare for a job interview? And if you were listening to our show last week, we had a caller, I think her name was Dana. She was, she called in and she was asking about, um, she's relocating to a new city and uh, she was unsure about how to portray her confidence. Uh, how does she allow that to come through her strengths and skills without being cocky. So we're going to talk to you today about some practical ways you can prepare for a job interview. And um, we have a really exciting uh, special guest today in the studio. Uh, Her name is Molly. You can say hi, Molly. Hi, my name is Molly. Glad to be here today. Uh, Molly is actually uh, agreed, graciously agreed to be present in in the studio for a mock job interview. Molly is uh, a new grad nurse. Uh, She's just completed her nursing degree and she has uh, completed her and achieved her nursing license, right? Yes. So congratulations on that. So now the job hunt begins. So she's looking for that new grad nursing position where she can really dig in and uh, get that nursing nursing work on the way and just start providing good care to patients uh, in the world today. So uh, let's start with some practical tips. Um, we are, you're in the mindset, if you know anybody, if you're not actively looking for a job right now, you probably know somebody who is, or you know someone who doesn't like their job, and uh, you're gonna, you've been suggesting that they look for a new job. So here's some things when you get ready to uh, go live with an interview, um, what you should think about. So I'm going to talk to you how you should show up, things like what to wear, you know, how to be prepared energetically, uh, what to bring to the actual interview, and then what to say, how to prepare, and what to say on the job. Um, so before we get into your sitting down in the interview, you really need to think about how you're going to show up for that interview. Obviously, you're going to prepare to some degree. Um, luck, if you're lucky like Molly, somebody will sit down with you and do a mock interview, which we're going to do later in the segment today. Um, but if if you don't have that person to do a mock interview with, um, it's great to prepare on your own for that interview, especially if you really want the job. 
So there's three things on how to show up that I want to cover today is one is how you dress. So I know that at least, um, you know, I think I mentioned last time uh, I'm in the San Francisco Bay area and there's a lot of different types of, you know, companies here. But what I've noticed in the workplaces is that in some departments and some companies, you know, casual dress or, you know, business casual dress is accepted. So, you know, if you have like a dark, nice jean with a, a nice top or something and a blazer, um, you can usually get away and be very successful in your career with, you know, um, the dress, uh, you know, casual dress. However, if you're applying for a job uh, in, let's say, a field that doesn't, uh, appreciate more casual dress, I guess you could say, then you're going to want to dress according to how they're dressing in the company. So do a bit of research. If you know anybody who works at the company, um, maybe you've met the hiring manager once before, you know, go to the campus uh, where you are going to be interviewing to kind of scope out the way people are dressing. Um, there's also that old time saying that's dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So that's another um, idea. So think about how you show up. You don't always have to wear a suit to a job interview. So it's really important to know how people are dressing at that particular location. The other thing is time. This one's an obvious one, but be early. Don't be late to a job interview. Um, do everything you can to be early. So you're actually walking in the door telling the receptionist, I'm here for my interview with so and so and so and so. So if you can be there 10 minutes early, that would be that's the best possible thing. Um, the third thing is your energy. So when we get ready for an interview and we're going to be meeting people for the first time, there's a lot at stake. You're nervous. You've got a lot of thoughts going in and out of your head. I'm sure Molly, you're probably pretty nervous right now, even though you were doing a mock interview, you're on the air doing that with me today. So think about your energy. So when you get parked, if you're driving there or you're walking, find, find a quiet place before you check in and see if you can do a meditation. Um, meditation is not for everyone, but it's really important to try and quiet your mind before you go into a setting that might be a little nerve wracking for you. And I know um, I use Insight Timer. It's a great app. Um, it's an app that you can download on any, I think, any app store and it's available. Uh, but they do, they what you can access on there are just a couple minute um, meditation timers and you can select the music that you want if you want music at all but you can just set a timer and what you do is sit down you know close your eyes take you know put your feet firmly on the floor just a couple deep breaths so in one two out for three and focus on the sensation of the air uh, as it passes through your nose it comes out of your mouth and feel the liveness in your body, the tingling sensation that you might feel that energy in your body and just try and empty your mind of thoughts. Because, you know, when we're especially approaching a job interview, we might be saying, oh, I wish I would have written this on my resume, or I wish I would have uh, mentioned this on the call when I was doing my phone interview. So we can beat ourselves up a lot. We're, we're best, um, we're our biggest critics of ourselves. So uh, doing a quick five to 10 minutes, even one minute of, of just focused breathing can be really helpful before just to help calm the nerves. So that's my advice for how to show up and how to prepare before you get there. So I'll just recap it. 
dress the way the people in the company are dressing. Um, you know, don't, don't overdo it. Don't underdo it. Try and get that nice middle spot there. Be early. It's good to show up early. Let them know you're early. Um, that shows a lot of good character reliability. Um, and then see if you can find some time one to five minutes, even if you can spare it, um, before you tell them you're there, just find a, a cozy spot, even if it's a bench or under a tree or something nearby, um, just to catch your breath and just try and release those thoughts from your mind. Now, the second, uh, set of, uh, tips is what to bring in. So what do you bring into the job interview? So you're there, you are, and you're preparing to go to the interview. What do you bring in? So there's three things that I would recommend having with you. The first thing is water. You're not guaranteed a glass of water when you go to a job interview. And there, I have been in this position myself and I have been on the opposite side interviewing someone else where you're sitting there and you know it's an interview. So you're gonna be talking a lot. You're gonna be talking a lot and your mouth's gonna get dry and it's inevitable. You're not only are you talking a lot and your mouth is gonna get dry, but you're nervous. So you're even more dry. <laughs> so you need something to drink. You know, if, you, if you're working or if you're interviewing at a company uh, where they provide you a cup of water or a bottle of water, great. Um, but that's not always the case, especially if the people doing the interviews are interviewing people back to back. So they're probably even parched as well. So just come prepared, have it. If they offer you water, take it. Um, so it's good to have water and it's so great. Molly, you showed up with a bottle of water today. So you knew <laughs> you'd be thirsty. So that's great. Um, the second thing is, uh, your resume. You might think you don't need to bring a copy of your resume to an interview because, oh, you know, they found you on the job site. You, um, you know, you've already had a phone interview because by the time you come in person, you've likely already talked to one or two people on the phone. So you might think, oh, they already have a copy of my resume, but don't make that assumption. Always bring copies of your resume. And what I would suggest is to bring a handful of copies and make sure that you have one for yourself. Uh, always have one for yourself because you're the person that you're gonna hand a copy to. You're, it's like, you're, it's gonna become a conversational document. So you're both gonna be talking to it, you're going to be looking at it. Oh yeah, your experience back in 2015 when you were a medical assistant. You know, can you talk to me a little bit about that time? And you might, you might have a nervous blank, and you might need that piece of paper to help you get regrounded in what you came there to do, and that was to talk about your prior work experience and you know, really uh, portray yourself in a professional manner. Um, so the other thing is, in order to print enough copies, you're going to have to know who's going to be interviewing you. And some companies, especially if it's a big company, or maybe even a small company, they'll have multiple people in the interview, which is sometimes called a panel interview. Those can be really stressful because it's like, oh my gosh, it's like a firing squad. You're just sitting there and there's just people firing questions back to back at you. Um, so you'll want to have you want to one know who's going to be in the room if it's a panel interview how many people what their names are if you can um and uh have a copy of your resume for everyone so that nobody has to share so that's good that's a good thing to have it shows that you're prepared um the next is uh, a notebook so I, I at work i'm an avid note taker i'll sometimes in meetings i 
I will draw sketches. I'll draw my notes versus writing out words. So I carry the same notebook with me from uh, meeting to meeting. So uh, you can, if you have a notebook, if you take notes like that, um, that can be really helpful to have with you in the interview um, or a fresh, crisp notepad um, in a folder is great as well. So you want to have something to write things down and you want to write some things down uh, before you get in for your interview. So you want to um, write down questions to uh, questions that you might ask them about the job and the working at the company and things like that. Um, but you want to have that notebook uh, as a place to jot things down. So in preparation for this week's uh, interview, working with Molly here, I was like, okay, well, I know what my sort of expert advice would be, but what are others saying? And so I did some research um, before the show today. And one thing that I didn't actually think of, which is a really smart piece of advice, was uh, bring the directions uh, to the interview, which is so important because you think, oh, I just show up at the company and I just walk right in. But in reality, you're going to need to know it's, you know, conference room F, you know, 20 on the third floor. And you're going to need to talk to Susan, who's the receptionist. And Susan's going to give you a walk you down the aisle to, you know, cubicle four. We're going to meet Jerry and Jerry's going to walk you to the conference room. So whatever the directions are, you know, that you get from the company, it's good to have those printed uh, so that you can use those as a treasure map, if you will, <laughs> when you get on site. Um, great. So uh, next is, and most important um, is what to say. So this next kind of grouping of advice is um, what to say when you're on the job interview. This is probably the most nerve wracking thing. Everybody notepad and do a meditation beforehand, but being prepared on what to say uh, during the interview is going to be important. And that does take work. Um, that's something that you want to talk to people about and beforehand, if you do a mock interview, if you can, like we're going to do today with Molly uh, in just a few short minutes. Um, and um, the two things that I would recommend, my advice would be one, know the job know the job you're applying to, uh, whether it be a new grad nursing position or a, um, you know, I don't know, a baker at a bakery, you know, know what types of things this bakery makes and understand um, as much as you can about the hours and the shifts uh, of the job. Um, if you, you know, whatever you can do, do as much research about the actual position and the company itself. Um, that's really important to come in with some knowledge um, because what that's going to do when you do that research is it's going to um, uh, elevate areas where you have questions and going into an interview with questions uh, written down is really important because I mean, as I've been a hiring manager in the past uh, for various roles and, you know, business roles inside of a large company you know, if you say to an interviewee, what questions do you have? And they don't have any, it's a little bit of a red flag. I mean, especially, I mean, you, you want, for me as a hiring manager, I always want somebody to, you know, have questions about 
what's the day-to-day experience like for this employee? You know, can you give me, um, can you give me an idea of, um, uh, an hour by hour, you know, schedule for this person on the shift? Um, so I, I think it's a really good idea to come with questions, at least one or two. I mean, you don't need 30 questions for the hiring manager or for the interview panel, but it's good to know what you want to know, because it's not just a one-sided interview. You want to make sure that's the right opportunity for you. Um, the second is to know yourself. And that's the, the exciting part about this is, you know, learn Uh, Spend time actively recalling your past work history. So everything that's listed on your resume, you want to be able to recall stories that uh, of experiences that you had on the job. And we're going to talk to Molly in a mock interview here um, after the next break. But, you know, you got to dig deep for that stuff. And I mean, most of us, you know, you want, and you want to have multiple examples. So if you've, let's say, um, like for Molly's case, she is applying to um, a nursing program, but this isn't your first uh, job providing care to patients, correct? So exactly. So you have had jobs in the past where you've been providing direct patient care in different capacities But so what you're going to want to do for the interview um, and what we'll practice uh, later on in the show is um, you recalling stories uh, like the challenging time that you had and how you handled it and things like that. So I, you know, earlier in my career when I, you know, I was really trying to, um, you know, move ahead in my career really fast uh, when I was in my early 20s and I was applying to a lot of jobs and I was getting a lot of interviews, which was great. Um, but I didn't get a lot of jobs. Um, and I think the, one of the reasons why was that I wasn't recalling enough stories from my past, uh, that were different that showed the dimensions of me as a professional, uh, where I had, uh, the ability to, you know, recall those stories. So I would recall the same project that I worked on and I would just reframe a challenging situation or a difficult personality or a failure I made or a success that I had was sort of all surrounding that one work experience. And I, I just, I remember after the third time I referenced it in one particular interview, I just knew I was like, I'm bombing this. This sucks. (laughs) Um, so that's why when I work with clients in my coaching practice today and the topic of interviewing comes up, I, you know, I'm always like, okay, well, how do we dig deeper into your past roles and really pull out relevant work experiences that are going to help, um, really portray and present you as a credible professional for the job that you're interviewing for, right? Cause you, let's say maybe you were a dog walker at one point, uh, you know, when you were in a, your late teens, twenties, and is that relevant experience for an RN nursing position? I mean, at first blush, it doesn't sound like it would be, but maybe you had to provide, you know, urgent care to a dog that you were walking, perhaps maybe lost a foot pad or got bit by another dog at the park and you had to put compressions on. And that's when you really discovered that you loved caring for gory wounds. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
So, you know, when I work with clients, so we really kind of tease out uh, what are those things that you can say, oh, wow, yeah, I do. I'm very credible in my field and where I want to go with my career. So that can be really fun. So just recapping what to say uh, when you get into the interviews and how to prepare. One is learn as much as you can in advance about the company. And what that's going to do is um, help uh, questions about the job itself and the company and the department um, emerge so you have some questions documented that are um, re- on the ready when they ask, you know, hey, Molly, so what questions do you have for us? You've got some questions. So that's going to be uh, really important to have in your back pocket. And then also second um, is spending time actively recalling that passport history. So that is my practical advice uh, for how to prepare for a job interview. And we, I think we're going to head right to a break. And then when we get back, um, we will get started with our, with our interview. Having a crappy work experience, the complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit BetterWorkExperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. It's pouring rain, it's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp, this is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close, I'm so close. And when I I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admired so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Hey. Welcome back from the break. Uh, you are listening to the Dr. Katie show. I am Dr. Katie Rovier, and on this show, we are offering career advice for you, for the people, uh, because everybody deserves a better work experience. And uh, today we are talking about the topic of job interviews, the job interview, probably one of the most nerve wracking things we can do in our career if we're changing jobs. Uh, and we're really excited about a new opportunity and we're really relying on a, a new promotion or what have you. They can always be a very um, life changing experience. So 
on today's show, we've been offering career advice around the job interview. And I'm feeling really, really uh, grateful and blessed today because I uh, have someone here live in our satellite studio. Uh, Her name is Molly. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here today. Molly is uh, a recent new grad of a nursing program. So she has completed her nursing degree and is uh, officially a licensed RN. So congratulations, Molly. Um, Now the work continues to finding and landing that nursing job. So Molly's agreed to join us today for a mock job interview. So we've been chatting a little bit this this. Uh, earlier this afternoon about some practical tips on how to prepare. And so now we're going to, we're going to do a mock interview. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) So are you nervous? Yes. Yes. Okay. So when we start, we're going to go in like in character. Okay. So just imagine I'm a hiring manager and you're, you're literally sitting down in front of me and I have, uh, are you actively looking for a new grad position? I am. Yes. Okay. And this is a, tell me a little bit about the job that you want. Um, I want it to be acute care. So in a hospital setting, okay. Um, new grad program I think would better fit me because being a new grad, it is very scary getting out there into the work field. And I feel with the new grad program, I'd have the support and the training yeah the training needed to successfully be the nurse that i want to be cool and that's like an on-ramp and i think these new grad programs are so important especially in highly specialized positions like a nurse uh, because there's so much that you can learn and i bet you you learn while you're on the job more than you learn uh reading and studying so i do have your resume so that's great thanks for sending that over um so we'll, I have a, a handful of questions uh, for you. And so we will, we'll just jump right in and uh, loosen up and we'll jump right in. Okay. All right. So hi, Molly. Hi. Welcome to the job interview for the new grad nursing position at our hospital. Um, we are excited that you were able to come in today in person. We really liked talking to you on the phone. And um, we've got a bottle of water here for you. Um, do you have any copies of your resume? I do. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so I think we'll just jump right in. Uh, and the first question that I have for you is, why do you want this job? I want this job because as a little girl, I've always wanted to be a caregiver. Um, I just get a sense of fulfillment. Um caregiving for somebody, kind of being the light in someone's darkness per se. Um, I've also had personal experiences of being a patient and that was my, that was my clarity that these nurses made me feel so wonderful in the most vulnerable time of my life. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Um, And so then that just kind of gave me the, I don't know, the eye-opening, the confirmation that this is what I want to do. If I have the chance to make people feel the way that those nurses make me feel, that's what I want to do. Oh, that's that's so great. And I can tell your passion is coming through uh, because you're, you just, <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. So that's really great. And certainly in the new grad program, we want, you know, candidates, we're looking for candidates who feel and are, you know, deeply motivated to be a caregiver because you want to be 
a caring nurse and we want caring nurses in our hospital and um, we want to train nurses from the beginning that on-ramp um, to be you know caring for our patients in a really meaningful way and that does come through so that's great um, what are your greatest professional strengths so it's really important for our, our the people who we hire in our new grad program to um, you know have some experience and I do see that you've you've got some prior uh, experience in the care environment. So could you talk to me a little bit about in your past experience, how would you identify with your professional strengths? What would they be? I would have to say if I had to choose a top three, it would be patience, um, teamwork and adaptability. Okay. What do you, can you give me an example of your strength in patients, working patients? Yes. Um, so currently I'm a nursing assistant. Um, and depending on the type of patients that I may have that day and depending on their disease process or, you know, what their medical condition is, um, it could take a lot of time with one patient when you're trying to, um, kind of juggle 10, 20 patients during your shift. Um, and one example is some patients aren't able to feed themselves and I could be in a patient's room for maybe, you know, up to an hour, just slowly trying to feed them. Um, and that it could be very trying, especially when you're busy and you're falling behind. Um, but it's really important that this patient gets nutrition they need and to empathize with the patient. And um, for me, it's just knowing that I'm able to give that nutrition no matter how long it takes. And every step of the way the patient is, um, Prioritized. Prioritized, yeah. yes. And then possibly getting better at the same time. Yeah, absolutely getting With better. With each minute that I'm there helping. Yeah. So that's great. So you can really break it down. Um, and what was the second one that you mentioned? Teamwork. Teamwork. Accountability. Yeah. Account Adaptability. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adaptability. So um, where where's the time where you had to adapt? Um, maybe, maybe it was a team experience, but... Can you tell me an example of when you had to adapt to um, a challenging team situation? Yeah. Um, one thing that comes to mind is I did my preceptorship in the emergency room, and that could be very unpredictable. You could, you know, learning especially, it could go, the day could go great. You could have one patient, you've done everything, that's great, you've learned, and then go to another, or it could just be you just get slammed with five patients at a time who are all priority. Um, and that I found was very challenging, but learning to be able to adapt to that, to stop and say, okay, what's my priority? Mm -hmm. What's the bigger picture here? Um, versus, you know, kind of stressing or freaking out per se. Mm -hmm. And how do you prioritize? Is there a certain method to prioritizing patients, uh, in the hospital setting that you were working in when you were in the yes. emergency department? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, just triaging, kind of going from, is this a life-threatening situation? Can they wait an extra 10 minutes versus me going to help this patient who doesn't have a life-threatening emergency or scenario going on? Okay. Um, so that's definitely one thing having to learn is being able to prioritize and triage patients based off of their current medical status. Yeah. Okay, good. And I think I'm glad that you've had experience uh, to 
walk through that critical thinking process because we definitely want to make sure that our new grad nurses are building a good, strong skill set for that. All right, good. So I, uh, let's see, where are we in our interview questions? Um, what now we're going to shift gears. We talked about your strengths, but I want to, I want to learn about weaknesses because we are human and we do make mistakes as humans. Um, but hopefully we learn from them. So the next interview question is what would you consider to be your weakness? I think one of my weaknesses, if I had to put it into words would be attempting to please everyone. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Um, Do you have an example of where you've tried to please everyone? In the workplace, I'm being a medical assistant. Obviously for me, patients are my number one priority, but also working as a team. Um, And sometimes a patient may be upset. So I'm focusing on trying to give them the great experience. But then an employee might be upset about something or an employee might ask me to do something or a doctor might ask me to help with something and- Being pulled in multiple directions. And I know that I'm being stretched thin, but I don't want to say no because I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just a matter of giving myself the time. Yeah, I just end up stretching myself too thin to please other people. And then I end up burning out. So what is your mitigation strategy for that? What do you do to not do that? (laughs) Um, Well, especially going through nursing school and kind of learning that, you know, you are human, you aren't Superman, you can't do everything. Um, Learning to be a leader and kind of no delegation, like the right areas to delegate the right person to delegate or to even just say, Hey, I need help. Yeah. And being able to ask for help is really, really important. So, um, I think right now, well, let's pause on the mock interview. Let's do a quick commercial break and, uh, we'll get back with Molly and we'll, we'll do a couple more questions on this mock interview. Uh, stay tuned. Having a crappy work experience, The complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit betterworkexperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. 
Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. Uh, you are listening to the Dr. Katie show. Uh, this is Dr. Katie. I am bringing you career advice on the air. And today uh, we are covering the topic of interviewing and we are actually coming back to uh, our special guest here in the studio, uh, Molly. She is allowing us to do a mock job interview for her. Uh, she's a new grad nursing student and uh, on the job market. So uh, she's letting me ask her behavioral interview questions on the air. Uh, she's so kind. And um, she's getting some good practice for her for her upcoming job interviews. Uh, so we're going to jump right back in. All right. Thanks, Molly. Uh, I think we'll, we have time for probably two more questions for you uh, on the air. And I'd like to do the questions. Um, and also, I'll just say, if there's anybody who'd like to call in and get live career advice uh, on a job interview or any other topic for that matter, um, go ahead and call back. We will um, have a few minutes at the end to take a couple calls if, if they're if they're out there. So go ahead and call in if you have any. Um, so I want to I want to learn from you, Molly. Um, I want to learn about a mistake that you've made. You've been I can looking at your resume here. You've been uh, working in the care setting in different roles, different capacities for the last several years. So you haven't quite been a nurse yet, but you have provided direct patient care. I want to know about a mistake that you made. What happened? How did you handle it? What did you learn? Um, one mistake that really comes to mind that brings up a very big safety issue for the healthcare um, industry is I was starting a new job as a medical assistant in a, in a clinic. What year was this? This was in 2013. Okay, so a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Um, it was a newer job, only been there maybe a month or two, so I was still getting used to things and kind of learning my groove. And um, <clears throat> one new thing that I was doing was administering uh, injections to patients. Um, and so being a new procedure, it's kind of nerve-wracking. And I had done a couple before, but I was still a little bit nervous. Um, it was an injection just in the shoulder. Um, patient was fine. We were safe with the patient. Patient didn't feel a thing. But afterwards, when I was trying to discard the needle, um, I accidentally poked myself in the finger. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> yes. Um, I didn't freak out. Patient was still there. Um, I just finished up my cleaning, escorted him out, asked him if he had any questions, made sure that his shoulder felt okay from the injection. Um, and after the point that he left, I kind of just was like, okay, what do I need to do first? I made sure that I squeezed as much blood out as I could to try to help. And then- um, Out of your finger? Yes, out of my finger. Mm -hmm. um, I notified my doctor and uh, also did an incident report with the proper authorities um, through my manager. 
um, and took all the proper blood testing needed as far as any bloodborne diseases, just to make sure that oh, I was man. okay. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty scary. <laughs> it sounds terrifying, and to be in that moment, um, I mean, what were you thinking? Um, inside, head. I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> Um, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get sick. I just, there were so many things running through my head. Um, but it was really important for me to keep my calm because there were other patients in the area. Um, yeah, they don't want you freaking out like, mm-hmm. ah, I got yeah. a yeah. stick. Uh, just to <laughs> try to stay positive about it, take it step by step, follow the correct procedures and just make sure that my patient was safe. And then along, you know, after the incident that I was safe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I learned from that is I have never stuck my finger after. <laughs> Good. Um, they have safety safety retracts on there for a reason. Um, so that is one thing that I'm very careful with because it's really important that, that you don't poke your patient again. You don't poke yourself. You don't poke other um, employees around you. Right. Um, so one thing I've learned is I'm very careful when it comes to anything with needles and I use that safety right away. That's great. And yeah, you'll never poke yourself again. Well, I'm really glad to hear that you learned a lot from that mistake uh, that you made. And it sounds like it happened early in your career and that you learned a lot from that. So that's good. Thanks for sharing um, about that mistake. Um, The next uh, question is really about difficult personalities. Oh, we always run into someone who, boy, we're not quite sure how we're going to work with that person because of a difficult personality. Is there a difficult personality that you've had to work with in the past? And how did you, what, what was the situation? How did you handle it? And, um, you know, how did you move forward? Um, I mean, I really try to get along with everybody as I'm sure everybody does, but yes, you're right there are some times where personalities can clash. Um, And one thing I try to remember is just to try to keep it as professional as possible. Like I said, patient is always number one. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about kind of being open-minded and trying to figure out, okay, how can we work together with these different personalities? Um, One instance was when I was a medical assistant for a different, different company. Um, A patient was 20 something week pregnant. And she came to our office because she was basically about to have her baby and it was very early. Oh goodness. Yeah. That's terrifying. Um, so she was very scared. She was sitting in the waiting room. Um, didn't know what to do. All our doctors were busy. I ended up happening to see her with another employee who I kind of had the personality clash with. Um, Uh And at this time that employee wasn't really going to do anything. So I just kind of was like, Hey, you know, this patient's in a lot of pain. Could, could we help her out? Um, And just ask nicely. And she did. Um, We brought her into the, into an exam room and Gave her some privacy. Yeah, and some gave comfort. her some privacy and just some comfort and just, you know, confirmed like we're taking care of you. We're here for you. We'll help you. I know this is scary. Um, and with that employee with a little bit of the clash, um, I just kind of took her aside and I said, hey, you know, we just need to work together as a team, help this patient, uh, keep it professional, put our personalities aside and just do what we can for the patient. I love that you're putting the patient at the center of the of your care. And I think... Uh, for our new grad program, that's a quality 
that we really value. So thank you for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. I will step out of my role. <laughs> you can dab the sweat off your brow, <laughs> Miss Molly. Um, we have been doing a mock job interview with a very brave soul, Molly, who is actively looking for a new uh, grad RN position. Um, thank you so much for being on the show uh, today. How was that for you? Um, I was nervous, but you know, it actually wasn't so bad. I'm really <laughs> glad that I did this. Good. Um, cause I fear interviews like I'm sure most people do. And, um, I feel a little bit better at it. I feel a little bit more prepared. I want to hire you. <laughs> I wish I had a new grad, uh, RN program that I could put you in because I think you, you just sound so confident and, uh, secure in yourself. You feel it felt, you, uh, ready. I got this sense of readiness from you that you are ready to, um, make this uh, next step in your career. And I mean, to come so far and to get, you know, go through the degree to get them, you know, to be able to qualify to do the nursing license. I mean, you've really come a long way. I'm sure you've been working for many years on this. So congratulations again. And um, thank you for being on the show. Thank today. you very much, Dr. Yeah. Katie. Thanks. All right, we're gonna go to take a quick break and come back in just a few moments. Having a crappy work experience, the complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit betterworkexperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. What's one of your favorite memories? Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, you are listening to The Dr. Katie Show. I am Dr. Katie Rovere, and uh, on this show, we are offering career advice for you, the people, because 
you all deserve a better work experience. And if you're not dealing with a challenging work situation, you know someone who is. And so this is the show to work out all the kinks in your work experience. And I'm here for you to do that. So we are actually taking live calls uh, now, this last segment of the show. I think we have a caller calling in. Is that right, Eric? We've got Amber calling from Oakley, California, and uh, she's going to come on right now and ask her question. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. Hey, Amber, can you hear us? You're live on the Dr. Katie Show. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Dr. Katie Show. What can I do for you? Well, um, I, I'm a hairdresser, and I've been in the hair industry for about 16 years. Uh, I recently, in the past two years, have opened up my own salon, and I have four employees who work for me. Um, and with doing hair, you know a lot of people. Everyone becomes your friend, and these relationships turn into just a lot lifetime, lifetime bonds. Um, my question is, my employees, quote-unquote employees, are my closest friends. How do I differentiate being their boss and being their friend at the same time without seeming too bossy or, or trying to tell them what to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you had a, this is a great question. Thanks for calling in. So I, so what I'm hearing is you own your own business, your hairdresser, um, and the people who work for you, there's four people and they are basically lifelong friends, but they do work for you in your business. Um, and you're challenged by differentiating between friend and employee. And what it sounds like is you need to set some boundaries. Right. But I, just me as a person, it's hard for me to just do that in general. mm -hmm. Are you, so tell me, did you have a particular, is there an incident that something happened where you had to demonstrate your sort of bossy, boss-like demeanor that didn't go well? Or it's, I think I need a little bit, I need to understand a little bit more. Did something specifically happen? Um, no, not, not, nothing specifically in general, just even it's like small, tiny things as in, you know, if you're done for the day, empty the trash or oh, okay. where I, I don't really want to like say, Hey, you're done. Can you grab the trash? I just kind of let it go. And when I'm done, I just kind of take care of everything myself because it's just easier. Uh huh. Yeah. And then a lot is going to weigh on you. Yeah. I just don't want anyone to ever feel like, oh, you're being, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I know I need to take a leadership. Yes. And that's exactly where I was going with that is to take a leadership role. And what you can do is what's really important as a leader is to communicate. Communicating as a leader is really important. It does a few things. One is you're going to be able to set up those boundaries, those rules of the road, if you will, um, and carve out what are the specific things that um, you need people to do when they're done with their shift for the day or they've, they've done their last client. Uh, really important to communicate those things. Do you have a regular meeting? Um, a lot of 
leaders uh, have found that a practical thing that they can do is to set up a regular meeting uh, with their team. So do you, uh, do you have a team meeting that you have set up with your, with your no. staff, with your shop? I've never done that. Okay. Well, that might be a good place to start. You know, you can sit, you know, if there's, um, showing up as a leader means to create an experience where people feel like they're part of, of this salon and they can take ownership in, um, you know, emptying the garbage, if you will, or whatever other shared responsibilities there might be. Um, so what do you think about having, um, a, like say a weekly, um, like team powwow or salon powwow where you stand up in the lobby and you just kind of talk about, you could, you would structure it as a leader because you're the owner of the business. You would, you could structure it and I can talk to you about how to do that. Um, but how does, do you think that that would fit with the culture of the salon? Oh yeah. I mean, at all other salons, I've, we've always kind of done that, but I just, okay. you know, you hang out with them outside of the workplace. So I, I just never thought of doing that in thought, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you find yourself talking about, um, if you, if you find yourself talking about work with your, you know, employees, uh, in a personal time, just try and make decisions on what's appropriate to bring up with the people in a personal setting versus a work setting. And you'll know what feels good for you and your instincts. But I would suggest starting with a, a salon powwow, uh, at a cadence that seems appropriate for your salon, whatever you think it's every morning, everyone's there at the same time, maybe just quick check in with everybody. And that could be a good place to start. So we are so happy that you were able to call in Amber. Hopefully that was helpful for you. That is, um, it is. Good, 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 good. Well, really appreciate your call today. And, um, I think we're, we're just about out of time. So I want to remind all the callers and um, our thank our, our in-studio guest, Molly, for joining for the mock interview. Thank you, Amber, for calling in uh, with your question. And uh, thank you for listening to the Dr. Katie show today. Uh, we covered the topic of interviews. Next week, we're going to have an exciting topic uh, as well. So hopefully, I don't want to reveal the topic quite yet. So I'll keep you on your toes for a little bit, but you can follow me on my Facebook page, Dr. Katie, and I'll be talking about my upcoming topics there. You can also, if you want to uh, do more than scratch the surface uh, during these calls with me, I do, you can book a private coaching session with me. Uh, visit me at my website, betterworkexperience.com. Uh, reach out You would, if you wanna be a, a show guest, uh, if you wanna, uh, get some coaching services. We can dig a little bit deeper on all the subjects that are most important to you. But we are here to improve the work experience and um, we'll be back. We'll be back next Thursday from 12 to 1. Thank you so much for your time today. Mm -hmm.